welcome to today's podcast. I'm very glad and fortunate to have you with us today, Dr. Batetto from Italy, and he will be uh, discussing his paper, Vitamin A Deficiency is Associated with Hepatitis C Virus Chronic Infection and with Unresponsiveness to Interferon-Based Antiviral Therapy. This is a, a timely paper, and it certainly is an interesting one. We have recently identified that another vitamin deficiency, vitamin D, is also associated with hepatitis C infection and unresponsiveness to therapy, at least retrospectively. And we also know that there's some other modifiable host factors, such as insulin resistance, body mass index, iron deposition in the liver, fatty liver disease, i.e. non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, that are also linked to uh, poorer outcomes with hepatitis C virus. So it's interesting that uh, we are now talking about another vitamin, vitamin A deficiency, and I wanted to get a little uh, historical perspective on this from Dr. Batetto as to maybe what uh, was the reason for doing this study, and then also what were the main goals of the study? Yes, uh, well, the, the reason that uh, for what I... Uh, we performed this study was based on two different kind of knowledge. The first one was uh, was the knowledge that uh, some virus infection are influenced by the vitamin A deficiency, and uh, I, I mean uh, uh, of uh, the measles infection. And we know that uh, in uh, low-income countries, uh, the presence of vitamin A deficiency can give a, a more severe cause of the, the, the disease in measles infection. And uh, this uh, was uh, the first uh, knowledge that, uh, that made me think to perform this kind of study. The second one was based on the, the knowledge that um, vitamin A could uh, modulate the responsiveness uh, to uh, hepatitis C, and this knowledge are based uh, some in vitro studies in which uh, some authors uh, found that uh, uh, vitamin A and uh, its analogs, uh, such as uh, cheese retinoic acid or, or etwa, uh, could uh, enhance the expression of uh, the receptor 1 for interferon and also that uh, by the binding to its own receptor, retinol could uh, modulate the expression of a ridge 1 that uh, in summary acts like a, a toll-like receptors uh, acting as a, a, a sensing for the presence of RNA double strand, so activating the interferon cascade. So basing from this, uh, these two different kinds of knowledge, one clinical, one more, one more biological, we uh, designed this uh, very simple study. The principal two aims was uh, to describe the prevalence of the vitamin A deficiency in uh, a population, a cohort of patients with chronic hepatitis C, and the second one was to verify if uh, the vitamin A deficiency could, uh, could modulate or, or impair the response to interferon-based antiviral therapy. Okay, and you took that and you, you uh, had a study population that included 199 hepatitis C 
positive treatment naive patients, the majority of these were Caucasian, enrolled in uh, centers in Italy. And yes. in addition, you had 119 blood donors that were used as healthy controls. And if one were to look at the paper, you can see in Table 1 the baseline main demographic and clinical features. Was there anything important to note from Table 1 that our audience would, would find helpful? Yes. In Table 1, we can see that uh, the, the two groups, uh, the cohort of patients and the control group, were quite similar as far as the age, the male gender, the BMI that uh, was uh, then uh, found to be a, a, a predictor of vitamin A deficiency. While there was a marked difference, uh, of course, in the levels of uh, ALT, gamma GT, and uh, a, a strong difference also in uh, vitamin D deficiency. In fact, uh, also for this vitamin, there was a, a strong difference in the, the prevalence of vitamin D deficiency was uh, higher in the, the ACV chronic patients. While we, we thought that uh, this was a, a good control group, a quite good control group. And ultimately, you uh, treated 140 patients, underwent about 70%, underwent treatment with PEG-alpha-2B, and then about 30% received PEG-alpha-2A in association with ribavirin. That was a weight-based dosing. And then ultimately, when we look at your results, you were looking at a couple things. Again, the prevalence of vitamin A deficiency among this hepatitis C population, and then what was the outcome related to hepatitis C deficiency and treatment. And if we look at, uh, at your top-line results, you want to take us through those? What were, what were the main points that, you, uh, that came out of this study as far as your top-line results? Well, the, 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 main, the main result as far as uh, the viral response is uh, that there was a strong association between a very low levels of vitamin A. You can see that we found a, a new cutoff. Generally, the cutoff to determine the, the vitamin A deficiency is 200 nanograms. We found uh, this cutoff because uh, a great uh, prevalence of patients with basically infection had uh, vitamin A deficiency at almost uh, 50%. So we find we set this threshold to describe uh, a severe vitamin A deficiency. And we found that uh, this cutoff identify a group with, uh, especially in patients with difficult to treat viral genotype, and I mean one, four, and five, a group of patients with low responsiveness to interferon therapy. And uh, more than 60% of these patients with vitamin A below 100 nanograms had uh, unresponsiveness to antiviral therapy, while patients with more than 100 but less than 200 nanograms had intermediate responsiveness to antiviral therapy, and patients with normal vitamin A had a rate of unresponsiveness of only 30%. So this was the, the main finding. We did expect something more as far as SVR, and uh, in, uh, in designing the, the study, 
we thought that the, the main result could be an association with SVR. But uh, this association was, uh, was not statistically significant, even if there was a, there was a trend toward this significance. But the main result is that uh, patients with low, very low levels of vitamin A had a very poor responsivity to interferon and RIBA. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty dramatic. If the, if the vitamin A level was less than 100, they, they had twice the rate of failure for hepatitis C treatment, 36% versus 18%. And even, I mean, the striking thing here is just the overall number of patients that have vitamin A levels that are low. I think in your study, it was 42% had vitamin A deficiency defined as a level less than or equal to 200 and up to 20% had levels less than or equal to 100, which exactly, identifies yeah. severe vitamin A deficiency. And it was that group that had really a 50% uh, reduction in overall SVR. You also looked at vitamin A and vitamin D deficiency in the same patients and their virologic response. You want to tell us briefly about that? Yes. Uh, as far as the levels of vitamin a and D was not related, as uh, we can uh, we can see in uh, table I think in table two of the results in which we analyzed the diapos associated with vitamin A deficiency. We found that there was no association between vitamin A and vitamin D or even so these are independent factors. And so we decided to combine these two predictors and to verify what happens when we add a concomitant deficiency of vitamin A and vitamin D. And so as we expected, we found that patients with these two concomitant deficiencies had a very poor responsivity to interferon, as we can appreciate from Table 4 in the second model, the model B, we can find that the last line Patient with less than 20 nanograms of vitamin D and less than 100 nanograms of vitamin A had an odd ratio for having a no response to antiviral therapy of more than 12, not so far from what exerted by interleukin 28B, that is a well-known predictor of response or non-response to antiviral therapy. And uh, so we, we think that uh, we can easily easily correct uh, both deficiency of vitamin A and D, and uh, we suppose and we hope that uh, this could represent an easily modifying factor to enhance responsivity to antiviral therapy, even in the era of the new antiviral drugs, because they still need the backbone of interferon-based antiviral therapy. Absolutely. I mean, even, even when we get to interferon-free, which hopefully will not be too far in the distant future, it may be cost-prohibitive, and there will be many countries that will still rely on interferon therapy as its backbone to treat hepatitis C. Um, would like to mention this study is retrospective, and that also has some limitations that we have to keep in mind. But nevertheless, what I think we would love to see you do, Dr. Boteto, is to take this forward with a prospective trial and show us that replacing vitamin A and vitamin D actually improves sustained virologic response. 
Yes, as you noted, the, the main the main drawback of the study is the retrospective design. But I, I can tell you that uh, we are working on the, a prospectic uh, a prospectic study, and uh, I hope I w we will present uh, some preliminary data about this study and comparing vitamin D only vitamin D at now supplementation, and uh, we have interesting data about. Uh, RVR rates, and uh, I hope uh, we we can present it at the next uh, ISLD liver meeting. As far as the vitamin A, still uh, we are still working on it. Well, that sounds super. Well, thanks so much for uh, for taking the time to join me for today's podcast, and we look forward to these provocative new trials that you have mentioned in the future. And uh, for the time being, vitamin A deficiency is added to that of vitamin D deficiency, something that it's, we should possibly consider checking and replacing if it is low as far as outcomes data. Prospectively, we still don't have any data for that, but we hope to have some in the near future. So thanks again for taking part in this podcast today. Yes, yes, thank you very much. Uh, let me conclude this interview with uh, this very simple sentence, but Toshu, uh, vitamin D and A supplementation does not hurt, so we have uh, to work on it. Yes, sir. Well, have a great evening. Okay, thank you very much. Goodbye. Okay, bye-bye.